The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Return the Jewels. Also, there's explicit language. Welcome to this week's episode. Um, it's a good one. So currently I'm in kind of like a stacking episode phase. So these intros and these episodes might feel non sequitur, non sequitur, non sequitur, because it's with a U. Um, but so I, I guess I'm really just trying to figure out the order in which to put the guests. And it's not really... You know, the the first season, if you'd call it because we took that break, was kind of uh, entertainment themed. And, um, you know, this this batch of episodes kind of feels like it's moving in that direction. But it's also, you know, me reaching out and booking and just trying to find uh, people in different fields and doing different things and just stacking the content right now because the conversations are cyclical and evergreen but you know i say all that to say you know it's currently the 26th of december and this episode that i'm recording this intro for now is going to be uh the 13th of january but uh you know i recorded this episode on a whim because you know i saw my friend uh dre who we had on uh, episode three i think uh, episode three man all i know is words uh dre he came back because, um, you know, we're doing recurring guests. And so he's able to record, recorded this on a whim because, you know, we were having a conversation about just like, you know, how language is precision and how, you know, there's a responsibility with using words. And when you use words, you know, how do you use them to frame whatever your argument is? And if the argument you're framing is one in which you one that is motivated by kind of a persecution complex or something. And, you know, we kind of dissect what that is. Uh, you know, you really have to evaluate it. And, you know, we tried to relate it to, um, tried to relate it to like colonial hierarchy and different, you know, microaggressions and stuff like that. But uh, really we had kind of a lot of fun on this episode and yes, uh, I know no one has commented, but I have been doing a lot of editing and watching these old episodes. And I realize I say, you know, a lot uh, as of this moment, me realizing that I say, you know, a bunch as a filler is something I got to work on. But it's definitely very prominent in all the recorded content that will be coming out uh, because it's all previously recorded. But um, I don't know. Uh, anyways, this is the episode, Andre D. Thompson. Uh, enjoy. Understanding the human experience. That's that's the job. That's a part of it. It's a part of the game. Yeah. Anyways, so I pressed record uh, right after we had this very touching and open conversation. <laughs> so, <laughs> but now we're going to start the episode. So, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Here we have another one of our recurring guests, 
back for the first time, Andre Thompson. And I remember I fucked up last time. I was like, Andre Thomas? And you fucked up this time. Andre D. Thompson. Oh, yeah, I did fuck up this time. I thought you were about to tell, <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me. So now, now it's going to be the third time to charm. We're not coming back on the third time? Because that's when you're going to say bro, Andre D. Thompson. Bro, I'm a after that. penis, baby. That's how we build That's what we do. That's how we love going to fuck up his name. <laughs> and if he does, then, well, that's just like, maybe that's Patreon exclusive content. We'll just have to blur out the beginning. No, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't I feel even weird bringing that up. Uh, bringing up what? Um, like whoring myself out for Patreon and stuff before you know I really I don't have know, the dude. Is it scale. Out? No, 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 no. I don't believe it is whoring yourself out because mm. if you're actually doing a thing and sending a message, all the donations are voluntary. You know, mm. so people, people. I know it's not whoring it out, but I think there's a certain aspect of timing to it. Like I set up the Patreon and all those whatever like months ago when I was setting up all the stuff, but like yeah. I'm not pushing it. I'm not doing a strategy towards it because there's not really that many people that I think would would pay for for that kind of exclusive content or whatever. But uh, not yet. You know the thing I was thinking about that with uh, that I don't know if there's people that would pay for that. We like. You don't know. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you you don't know. No. You don't know. I remember like putting shit on, like, you know, when you try to set goals. Like, I was trying to like learn how to like, you know, put goals on the paper and yada yada yada, goal setting YouTube stuff. And then it was like put stuff on the sheet of paper and put a date on it and be specific. So I did that and then I fucked around and called like a couple of the things way earlier than the shit than what i put it on as on the paper you know like i pay i probably had set a goal for 2024 yeah and it happened in 2019 or happened in 2020 and i was like oh shit so yeah a part of the a part of not knowing how it's gonna go is the whole totality the entirety of not knowing how it's gonna go it could go fucking great yeah, one of my one of my uh, older friends was telling me about, you know, this time in life, and yeah. you know, I just turned thirty three. Not just turned thirty. Well, I turned thirty three during quarantine, so either I just turned thirty three or I turned thirty three ages ago. Okay. But she was telling me about how there was one year in her thirties where she, you know, wrote down all her goals and, um, like, looked at it at the end of the year, and all the goals she had written down, those were like. Those have been done, mm. you know. Those are like, oh, light work. <laughs> those are, yeah, that was light work. So that's just, you know, this is something I think about. I've been writing out stuff more and all of that. Mm. Um, it's been helping. And then even today, I looked back at an old list I had uh, on the whiteboard. Yeah. And it's, um, I was very glad to erase it. And it was so nice. old. Be- it was so old that it was hard to ra- it's still got like the imprint on the whiteboard so I gotta take uh, the, oh, okay, I see what you mean. I'll do yeah. something about like it's hard to erase like the memory of oh no no I wanted I want that bitch gone I'm, uh, I'm like uh, yeah like get that off of my 
All right, but, yeah. <laughs> get that off because I got other shit to do. I got new things to put up. In. I need more space. Hell yeah. Put on more elements of anxiety in my to-do list. But you know, I think shit. the anxiety really come from not doing. Yeah. That's really where the anxiety come from, from not doing. Because I mean, there's humans, bro. We are designed to do. We supposed to be here doing something, doing something, something. Yeah. And then when you sit the fuck down all the time and you procrastinate, you don't do, you don't do, you don't do, you get anxiety because you start thinking of all the things you're supposed to do. Yeah, and when you have a list, you can look at all the things you're supposed to do. Yeah, but if you just <laughs> saying, fuck it, I'm going to just start doing and not think about whatever the hell and just, just be in the action of doing, you don't really get time to stress your own self out your own self out stress yourself out you just you're busy you're doing yeah yeah there's you're not nagging you i feel like i go in phases of extreme productivity no i mean i'm 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 generally pretty productive but i go in phases of like extreme efficient productivity and then just like very lackadaisical productivity but um when i'm in those art and not like marketing (laughs) if you was like all extreme productivity you would be indian jeff bezos you'd be doing says i'm not <laughs> but what if i mined a bunch of bitcoin a decade ago and I just don't tell people about it you'd be out you know uh, bro uh no no that's definitely not the case <laughs> <laughs> it's what that's my fantasy actually my mm. fantasy is to just like jump back in time tell my 21 22 year old self be like hey there's this cool thing called bitcoin I know right now you could take out a loan, buy the computer equipment you need to just start mining it, and any extra money you get your hands on, just buy it. Just, just, just start stacking it. Put it on a do drive you do somewhere. Bitcoin now? Huh? Do you do it now? You no, I never money? did it. I never did anything with Bitcoin ever, ever. So how how come you want to so bad and you don't do it? No, no, no. I I want to tell myself from two thousand eight, two thousand nine to start stacking. So why don't you tell yourself now? This self, whatever this. Self. Oh no, because no, it's too highly volatile and it's hit that peak. It it, it went over like a, it, it did a meteoric jump. It's like telling yourself to buy Apple in two thousand, right? It's like it's like one of those fantasies. You know, it's like yeah, there's there could be a trend now. There could be a trend now. No, not necessarily Bitcoin, but maybe something different. Like you look at different emerging trends and what's something that could blow up. It's got to be something different. But like that's one of those trends you would have hit. All right, one of the things I'm thinking point. about is because the people who bought Apple in 2000 and then the people who bought Apple in 2016 are mm. both happy. Sure. The person who sure bought they're both Bitcoin happy. in 20 in 20 in 29 well, to 2009 and the person who bought Bitcoin in 2017 both pretty happy, I'm sure. Well, so that's saying, what makes these fantasies. You just tell right? yourself to do it now. That's what makes you these fantasies. If I could be a millionaire, if I could be a billionaire, that's what makes. But these you could fantasies. if you start doing the shit. Sure. Why I framed it as this is what makes this a fantasy. Obviously, I can't jump back in time. But Obviously, you can jump now. You can do it today. You can start sure. now. Yeah, and I then you are forty-eight-year-old fucking. Right. I'm doing I'm doing more responsible decisions than oh, so you yeah but but the fantasy is telling 22 year old to get a bunch of Bitcoin mm. so that 33 year old 
you know, you know, I would have told <laughs> he doesn't live in this self, little room. <laughs> I would have told my younger self to to like the shit that I'm feeling now, where I ain't take I ain't taking nobody's shit. And I was my younger self was only I only understood not taking shit in the terms of physicality, in the terms of like like disrespect, like you know. Yeah disrespect that we got to get physical now that's what i understood to be oh i don't take shit that if you do something to me i'll fight you or something but that's just the baby that's baseline that's the floor level of it the rest there's so much more game of not taking bullshit that i didn't know that it has nothing to do with physicality it it happens 200 steps before you can ever get physical you already let the person know that this is not a space for your bullshit right setting boundaries setting boundaries and understanding what what's happening understanding sometimes why you may get the response you've gotten like i was i was i would say i was way more unaware of myself when i was younger okay i i didn't take into account my stature yeah, no. We and we had this conversation last time me. you were here too about how how you're a bi- you're big and you did not know young when you were young. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I'm just being. I wasn't out here trying to be no tough guy. I wasn't out here because so it never like made a difference to me because I didn't chase that. I wanted to have fun, do art shit, skateboard. I wasn't yeah. out here trying to be no street dude. So I wasn't pushing that. People would let me know. People would tell me, "Hey, you would make a." a great gangster. <laughs> Yo. You should fight somebody. And I'm like, I don't want to fight no goddamn body. <laughs> and it was like that. And I just didn't know, you know, that I'm dealing with other people's fears, other people's projections, other people's failures and all kind of shit that they're trying to constantly download on me. If I was mm. able, if I had knew that earlier, I would definitely have a, a little different of an outlook by now. Yeah, you couldn't just be your goofy ass self. Free, you could be free. Yeah, because everything's got to be serious. You have a physical stature, so you got to be combative. And also Uh, just realizing when somebody is treating you away because of their own insecurities. It has nothing to do. You didn't do anything wrong. They're just insecure on their own. And now, now they're trying to put that as your problem. They're trying to help, trying to create it to be your problem. Yeah, I have um, Like when Jay-Z said, my uncle told me I could never sell a million records, but I sold a million records like a million times. His uncle, like Jay said, he said in an interview, he's like, I'm sure my uncle loved me and everything, but he just couldn't see what I could see. It wasn't feasible to him. His life didn't show him that. So he was letting me know from his experience what's possible and what's not possible. But that's your experience. That ain't got fuck to do with me. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. People always trying to download their bullshit onto you, man. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. And, you know, I, I, I think about that. I think about, like, how... Yeah, you know, okay, we are both first generation, but not necessarily us specifically, our stories, but, you know, the parent generation, the immigrant generation, they 
they're their own pioneers. They come from mm-hmm. a whole other land. You know, they go through all the shit. Yeah. They see we got to survive. Mm-hmm. Right? We got to survive in this foreign land, raise the kids so that they don't have to go through whatever racist bullshit. And, you know, they can eventually thrive. So there's that disconnect between the career paths and the general interests of the first generation and the immigrant generation, because the first generation can see the world differently. They are afforded the privilege to see the world differently yeah. by the immigrant generation. Yeah. You know? And so if you see the world differently, you see how you can move more. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have that kind of sense of your limitations, just like how you and I have a sense of limitations, even if we dream big. We still have a sense of limitations and constructs that perhaps yeah, I, constantly, generation... I, I do make it a point to, to attack mine. But that's work. Every fucking day. That's work. You're not born in it. No, I'm not born you in it. But I, do, I definitely work. put in that work, You though. don't have the benefit of you as a generation above you having done that work. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So... So you get to be jaded somewhat. You get to be, you know, you get to see the world with a bet, with more of a privilege, with more of a. I say this to bring up the main topic, and we're kind of we're kind of flirting with this idea and talking about it, but like the thought of perpetual self-victimhood or the persecution complex. I feel like that really runs deep in a lot of first generation people. There's a there's a, a switch between back and forth. It's because we either there are situations in which first generation people or immigrants are victims and they actually are, but then there's also situations in which you can self-victimize to achieve your own ends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now there's like this whole dance of like calling out whether or not what people's intentions are with what they say or what they complain about. But it really comes down to that whole thing of am I self-victimizing or are people like me legitimately victims in this circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's maybe an active or a passive choice. I don't know on whether or not to either have a persecution complex because that's a way of code switching. That's how I, you know, this is how I integrate in the white world is I have to carry on and traffic in a persecution complex or have this personal accountability narrative where it's like, this is how I traffic in the immigrant world, the first generation world, where it's like, I got to focus on surviving, you know, adapting and surviving. So there is no such thing as personal victimhood. And then there's like this third thing where it's like, yeah, this is systemic racism. This is where people are legitimately victims. This is where, you know, people aren't given, aren't given the benefit of doubt as codified into law. Right? So. The main topic is talking about micro influencers, people in your lives, and how social media, when you are, are a personality on social media, or not necessarily a personality, you're aiming to become a personality, or you're, you're just yourself on social media, how 
there's that is completely separated from your real life and how it's more advantageous on social media to try to just like be a victim, right? Either these people are the victims or I'm the victim or because these people are the victims, I'm the victim or, hey, I'm the victim or, you know, everything is shitty right now. And so I think that people who have a skewed sense of personal victimhood somehow end up being bigger bullies, cyber bullies online. Now, tell me if I'm making a stretch. Um, I know that was a lot. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, kind of like how maybe somebody who's like super liberal could be ex- excluding people where the right. idea of liberal is that everybody's kind of invited but they get to they get to a point where you're not the right kind of liberal and then you get excluded and then the they constantly make more niche the it's like the cable television effect where after a while having so many channels created so many separations of ideas and thoughts yeah. and people yada 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 so they do that and then you have the 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 politics of you know you're not liberal enough or you're not the right kind of liberal you don't think 100% like me and that's a problem and also with the whole victim thing i don't i don't fuck with victim anything no, I know. That's why. That's why this is why like I picked it. the main topic for having you. I don't on. do nothing with it. And and for to elaborate, because you constantly have to elaborate everything nowadays. People don't have no fucking brain to understand context for nothing, no goddamn more. Um, when I say I do not take on no thing, nothing. I don't take anything on when it comes to victim. Is uh, I do not want to position myself as a victim the times where i see myself doing it i catch myself and i'm like yo cut that shit out stop it stop participating in your own demise in your own depression or in your you know any of those things because it that's what it is the first person to get on your nerve is you yeah you because it honestly if somebody say some shit you hear it it's up to you to decide how you're going to let this deal with you. How are you going to respond? What you're going to say? What you, how far are you going to try to take it? Are you going to start getting wild? Are you going to, what kind of shit? So I just don't want to allow myself to be a victim in anything. I don't support being a victim in anything. It's like, and especially when people are searching for it, when you're like looking to find ways to be offended yeah. and not feel good. And it's like, how is that your pursuit? to not feel good okay before you move on before you move on i want to latch on to that point a little bit so part of what we do here on this podcast is we're building a toolkit right we're helping people build their toolkits toolkits for how to navigate navigate their own marginalized lives right and however they may be marginalized so your thing is when you start that mean like okay Toolkit, as in like, okay, marginalized lives. Right, right. Like, okay, if if you if if you are self-victimizing, or if you're legitimately the victim, or if you feel left out, you feel ostracized, or the color of your skin makes you feel mm. like you know whatever, you're mm. somewhat marginalized or whatever, and you need okay, a okay. toolkit for how to operate. You know, I maybe necessarily, 
the conversations on this podcast, somebody that looks like you can watch this video and see how you think, and they may not have access to people that look like them that are older and can give them advice. You know what I mean? Mm. Toolkit, right? So we're making a toolkit or we're letting, we're giving uh, data, collecting data for people to have a toolkit for how to navigate their own marginalized life. Now your thing is that you, when you start to feel self-pity or victimized or self-victimized, you're able to catch it. So now I want you to elaborate on how, how do you, how are you able to catch it? How are you able to tell? You see before... yourself do it, yo. Pay attention to you. You see yourself start to right, go down but okay. the road. Abstract me, extract fuckery. a little bit. All right, so maybe, all right. How? How Something do you? Something like this. Something simple. Yeah. Comics, every comic can feel this. You you go to a place and you're there and it feels like nobody here fuck with me. And then you start internalizing it and you go, how come they don't fuck with me? What y'all don't like me, and then you then you add it, you add something else to it, and then you oh, the whole time is you standing by yourself talking to yourself, having a whole psycho <laughs> conversation with yourself. You're talking about me, man. No, I'm joking. No, no. But that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I've done it exactly before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it before, and the thing is that like whether I was right or not of the people fucking with me or not fucking with me doesn't really matter ultimately. No. Well, what what am I doing? How do I feel? Am I contributing to something? Am I having a good time? Am I happy? Am I having fun? And all of that. That's what's more important than me being like, hmm, no one gave me a hug. It's like, well, and you know, nigga, shit's weird right now. Like, it's, it, I don't feel like it's going to even help you get hugs if you bitch about it. If you start trying to harm yourself, like, it don't help. Like, it just I don't help. Okay, I want to pause you for a second because, yes, you're talking about comedians and the comedian community, but I think what you were saying is translatable to if you're watching or listening and you're in high school or you're in college, it's literally the same in your in your environment, in your communities. You know, if you're going to if you're going to talk only to yourself, it, it feeds back into itself negatively. So you you specifically are talking about like specific parties. But yeah, yeah this like is translatable. Being around shit, and then it, it was an example of victim, where yeah. you start to tell yourself how people don't like you, and you make, and then all of that just compounds, and you constantly feel bad. So of course you're gonna feel like shit. It's not, it's not good. It's not conducive to literally anything, anything. It don't have. If there was a way to yield the benefit, then I would understand the argument to continue down that road. But I feel like I've been there where I was like, yo, it feel like nobody liked me. And then when I sat there and thought about it, it's like, well, what the fuck? All right, if nobody liked me, what can I do about it? And then also, no part of this conversation with myself is helpful. That's the, that's the no. end of it. That's the whole sum of it. Me sitting there with the nobody like you, Andre. Yeah, Andre, nobody does like me. Well, nigga, this not gonna help you. It, that's just the facts. So there Stay it is. That's miserable. the Dre test. That's the Dre test. I have this thought. Am I the victim here? And then the test is, does this help me? Like, it's, it's not going to make anything move forward. It's not going to make the relationships you do want to happen, happen by you standing here and constantly pontificating on who likes you or dislikes you. It don't work like that. So it's like, that shit's a waste of time. People love to waste their time. People really do love to waste their time, bro. 
People loved wasting their time. That's another reason why I feel like people travel so fucking much, despite all of the, the, the you know, warnings of, please just don't. And then mind you, it's not like, the, the, the earth not new. I, we, people acting like nobody fucking remembers 2018. 2019, y'all didn't want to go see your mother. <laughs> Last Christmas, you didn't want to see your fucking aunt. But <laughs> this year, your ass is burning for a jet blue flight. You're a dork. Yeah, you're, you're bored. We're still Trump supporters. You didn't want for to years. Your family been begging you come see me, nigga. And every year you got a party. You got to go to. You can't come. And now COVID here, perfect example to stay the fuck home. And you can't wait to get on the goddamn plane. People bored, bro. Y'all bored. Go chase something real and tangible. Get to know yourself because you are wasting everybody's time. People do waste a lot of time. I mean, I waste a lot of time. I'm trying. I, I, of course, humans, bro. Humans are the smartest, dumbest fucking thing to ever be made. We can we can make an iPhone, but also run dead into a brick wall. It's not. It's crazy. We're very polarizing figures. Humans, we're dumb geniuses, man. Dumb geniuses. It's just like um you just gotta really pick which side of you you go. It's the that wolf thing you gonna feed the good wolf, the bad wolf. It's the same shit. Are you gonna constantly help yourself get dumber or you gonna help yourself get smarter? Because you're capable of both. You can make yourself a fucking retard or you can make yourself a genius. You choose. Every day you get to choose. Wow. How do you, what, so then what do you choose every day? I constantly do my best to choose to not be whack. I try my best. I try to find people who are doing dope shit and try to learn from them. I try to see my mistakes and not replicate them. I try to judge the situation objectively. I ask for others, you're like, yo, am I bugging out here? Maybe I'm just looking at this with my own eyes and you know, I'm being sensitive. Look at this. Am I wilding out? Should I shut the fuck up? Because people need to ask themselves this. Should I shut the fuck up? Ask yourself that. Before you start, be like, wait a minute. Should I shut the fuck up? Make sure you raise a couple octaves too, because that's how you make it resonate in your brain. Should I shut the fuck up? Do that. There it is. A lot of times the answer is, yeah, yes, shut up. That's the episode title. Wait a minute. Should I shut the fuck up? Should I shut the fuck up? It helps. Should I shut the fuck up? Yeah. Should I shut the fuck up? Should I shut the fuck up? Should I shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's perfect. But for real, bro. Yo. Literally the one question, ask yourself in all situations in life, before you speak, ask yourself with the, and at the height of your intelligence, the height of your judgment, ask yourself. Should I shut the fuck up? Also do this, especially with these keyboard people. Yeah. Motherfuckers, I'm speaking to the people who could type. When, watch yourself when you about to angry type. You type fast as fuck when you're about to angry type. You know why that is? 
Why? The faster you move is the less time you get between your thoughts, the words, and the action of typing and hitting enter to question, is this correct? You are moving too fast to even question what you're saying, to check the grammar, to see if you're using that word right, to see if that's the right context, to see if the, you're, you're misjudging the situation. Slow down. That's true. You can move so fast that you bop yourself out your own joy. Slow down. And to speak, okay, to the angry commenters, to speak from the perspective of someone who likes to read really long angry comments, um, I can be, I can rock with it if it's very informative, but the second I see a typo or a grammar mistake, I'm just, I'm going to question the authority of all the sources you may have cited or anything, really, because then it's just like, oh, this was a, oh, this was just a, a, a textual filibuster. This is not. Man, I don't even know what the fuck a textual filibuster is. I just made that Good up. movie, though. I made that up just now. Yeah. That's, That's going to be the short movie we wrote. <laughs> textual textual filibuster. filibuster. And it's just about you texting people. What's the dude that was in Naked Gun? I feel like he's in that. Leslie movie. Nielsen. If, if textual filibuster was to come out, Leslie Nielsen is the man. Leslie Nielsen, rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> Naked Gun was great, yo. Naked Gun was great because of OJ, right? OJ was in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... Orenthal. <laughs> um, yeah, OJ, OJ, yeah, rose to, rose to stardom with the football and Naked Gun. My man's a rental. Yeah. And then OJ was the first time that the judicial system worked for a wealthy black man. Because if you think about it, if you're questioning OJ's judgment or his acquittal of the murder, and you then you have to question the acquittal of every wealthy white man. Bro, talking about that, right? didn't Donald Trump just pardon mm-hmm. basically the the what's the what's okay? The, so here's the, the thing about a pardon. This here's the thing about a pardon. Yeah, and we're only actually we're we're uh, we're recording this on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, bro. Um, oh shit, we're recording, dog. Yeah, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, and like he, we're only on day two of his batch of pardons. So who knows? Who else he'll uh, he pardon? I was thinking he might posthumously pardon Jeffrey Epstein. But like the thing is that pardons are a mission of guilt, right? In order mm. to receive a pardon, that means you have to admit guilty to the crime to which you were charged with, right? You can still do time and plead not guilty, but be found guilty by a jury of your peers. Yeah. But then when you're pardoned, that's you saying, okay, yeah, I was guilty of this crime, but now I've been pardoned, so I'm not punishable, right? Mm. So if you're if you're if you're pardoned and you're guilty of the crime, that means that you can testify as to the elements of the crime if you're subpoenaed into it. You know, mm. that's like why, like, and you're a felon. You know, you're not an alleged felon; you're a felon. So like, I mean, the pardon, the pardon shit is crazy, but like, okay, if you're going to believe in the courts, yeah, then you got to believe in the courts when they, 
threw out the OJ charges. Man, fuck the courts. Well, yeah, fuck the courts, and the courts are getting skewed and all of this stuff, but like, but it's like the judicial oh, oh, system relies on your belief and faith in it. And so part of your belief and faith in it is that OJ was OJ was acquitted. So all right, the judicial system, ooh, that word juicy, mm-hmm. that shit relies on white people's belief in it. They do not give a fuck if I believe in any form of justice. America don't give a hot piece of shit if I believe in anything. OJ got the wealthy white treatment. They do not care. That was the biggest problem. Yeah, because he had him a white girl. He had the other stuff. He was money, yada, yada. So, you know, it was different. But I know know where I stand in this country. OJ OJ got... OJ got the treatment because of the Mark Furman tapes where he was racist. And that's why the biggest thing is instead of actually being racist, the worst thing that can happen to you is being called a racist. Is because it's like, oh shit, then we can't get OJ. Oh, like if people find out? Right, right. No, that was a whole thing. That was a, that was too much of a stretch. That was like that was more of a stretch than the South Park Wookiee thing. But no, no, no. But I mean, anyways, that that's the whole thing. Like, like it, it, everything is about um, you know, calling out hypocrisy works with using different case studies and flipping perceptions. Right. So it's like. Oh, well, if this is this way, well, then look at this different situation and all the elements are similar or the same. And it is this way. Mm. This is why there's hypocrisy there. So the thing that we're talking about initially about victimhood, self-victimhood and everything, right? So if you're a first generation or if you're like, if you're a competent in the language that we speak in this modern world, Right. It is a language of self-victimization. It is a language of victimization, of persecution. Right. If you're competent in that language and you're a competent content creator, influencer, or narrative crafter, and you're competent, then you understand the value of victimization. You understand the value of chasing victimhood, framing victimhood, marketing victimhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, fighting bullies, all of that. So if you're a first generation and you are not just surviving in this world, but trying to find a way to thrive and adapt in this world, you have to understand that language of victimhood. So that's why you get people like tokens, you know, people like Candace Owens and stuff who can talk Mm. in that language of victimhood and flip it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like people in our generation and stuff like that, first first generation people have to really make a choice on whether or not they traffic in victimhood because they are aware of the language. It's like a whole different type Everybody of Everybody got to make that fucking choice. Yeah? Yeah? Damn where your goofy ass parents is from. You still got to decide, do you want to be a piece of shit or not? The fuck? You, are you going to be annoying forever? Well, not, man. Damn. Like, that's really it. You're going to learn how words work, nigga, or not? The fuck? 
Who cares if your daddy from Long Island or Sudan? You still stupid. Get it together. <laughs> Give a fuck if your pop's Irish, nigga. Get it together. You are annoying right now. So let's talk about that. What's annoying? Shit. One thing I really... Uh, people need to, like... What, what was it? Revisit? Uh, understand? Learn? Whatever the fuck? Context. And words, functionality of words, application of words, the use, the correct use. Language is What precision. does it mean when you are saying the words you are saying? You're saying a, a sentence, which is a collection of individual words, which all have their own function. People yeah. forget that. When you are making a statement, it's a whole body of work. Each word, it's its own. It's how movies are made. Yeah. Movies are, are, think of each fucking, think of the gaffer, the assistant director, director, the writer, assistant director, the whatever the fuck, the cast, every, each one is a word. And when you put them motherfuckers together, you get a whole statement, a whole paragraph, a sentence, a story. And if each word is put in the right position, place them in the right, because if you put Syntax. gaffer in the seat of the director, you fucked up the sentence. But if you put the gaffer where he's supposed to belong, you put the star where he's supposed to belong, you put the other one that he's supposed to belong, it's a, it's a cohesive, perfect statement. It makes sense what you're saying. But people placing all these fucking words, just throwing them everywhere, not knowing what the fuck they're trying to communicate. And then you end up with some shit. Language is precision. <coughs> oh, it's just oh, hey, people saying words, bro, and do not get it. They do not see what what they're actually asking or saying or the underlying context of the situation. Like all, all kind of shit is happening. There's multiple forms. It's, it's just like y'all not paying attention. People There's really a certain. Okay. There's a certain responsibility to having a platform, whether or not you have a hundred followers or a million followers. Y'all listening to rap and y'all not really listening. What do you mean? Because rap teaches you how to use words. It's a it's an economy of words. You can't waste time. You gotta count each bar. You gotta yeah. count each bar. You better use your words efficiently if you're really trying to get this message across in three minutes, man. Mm -hmm. You listen, are you really listening to these? I'm not talking about every person who calls himself a damn rapper. If you get any education from a six nine or a damn little pimp pump, that's your fucking problem. Little I'm talking pump. about real rappers. Little pimp I, pump available. Little in pimp January. pump. <laughs> That's what no, I'm well, a little uh, dork. Limited stores. <laughs> little pimp, no pump. pimp pump is a dork, right? I'm not showing him respect. Fuck out of here. So that it that's how you end up in a problem. Y'all not really paying attention. Y'all not really paying attention to the words. Y'all not paying attention to nobody's words. That's how they get all. That's how they be tripping people up with extracting. Like you, you know, they go to a comedy show, and they hear a word. That they've been looking to hear all week, and they omit all of the other words surrounding that word that gives that word context in that sentence and statement. It's just like 
you're not operating on the level you think you are. The people who love to pick out words love to think that they're the most intelligent beings walking this earth because they're policing grammar. Meanwhile, you don't even understand the context of the fucking word. Y'all gotta stop. True. That's true. And I mean, I guess you could... So policing grammar, right? That's policing this... Uh, the Queen's English, essentially. You know, yeah, that's... Fucking thing colonialized language or colonized language in that you know what is archaic what is slang is no less efficient in communicating than the queen's english so you got to look at how you're judging the piece of communication by piece of communication i mean either the written word the sentence the song lyric whatever mm -hmm. you look at how you're judging the piece of communication right who cares what the grammar is unless it's trying to be convincing in that specific grammar, right? Is it trying to send you a message through employing a very specific type of slang? That goes into the tone, that goes into the message, that goes in the motif. Mm -hmm. Is it using top-notch, you know, archa uh, archaic language? Well, then that goes into the motif, that goes into the message. So language itself is precision people have a responsibility to be precise with their language if they're going to hold themselves in a position to call out other people's language hell yeah right? if you can criticize anyone's use of language you yourself have to make it to where your language is not unimpeachable or so unimpeachable that you undercut your own authority a lot, yeah, they'll trip themselves up, tie their shoelaces together. <laughs> they don't do the bunny uh, thing. They're trying to be so clever that they fuck around and bloop, face plant, man. And you see it. You see it. You see people get called on things when, like, so a lot of people, a lot of people of color are able to build a following, right, in trafficking and victimization and stuff like that. And even if it's rightly so and rightly called out, you can build a following and build a level of influence. But then, you know, when you do something hypocritical or when you do something off brand and you get called out, well, then it's your choice then. Do you double down? Do you grow? Yeah, or do you get mad at the person? You can't right. get mad at the person. Everybody's a hypocrite. You at block some point, the person. You fuck up. But you got the point is to try to minimize the amount of fuck ups, the severity of fuck ups. Humans mess up, some, and humans say hypocritical things because progression. You know what I mean? Like back back in you know 2009, my opinion was this, right. and now I am a better version of myself. So now my opinion is this. Yeah. So I'm a hypocrite to that opinion. I've I've progressed. I you know whatever the fuck. It's not. It happens. There's nothing wrong with it. Just but when it comes, can see don't act my like word. it can't happen. You can see my word over those years to show how I've progressed. Hopefully, somebody's watching. You know, there's a diff. No, but right. But you have the work. Not necessarily yeah. your stand up. Right. Different. This small decisions you made. Maybe that nobody's seen. You can yeah. show your work. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between somebody advantageously saying, hey, well, no, I'm switching positions because I've grown, mm -hmm. you know, and not necessarily having to work. You can show your work. That's the difference. Mm. 
Right? I don't know, man. It's weird. People just do odd things. I don't know. Create issues. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the issue... Okay, really, really what it comes down to and what I want to talk about. You know, we talked about this on your last episode where, you know, like the one punch man stuff, right? Take personal accountability, do all the do all the things, right? Become superhuman. It really comes down to living righteously or being righteous in how you portray yourself. At least the consistent pursuit of it. At least the consistent pursuit of it. And also be, you know, I don't know if the word's humble when yeah. when you mess up or, you know, you slip up, you do something, like you said, off brand. There's been times yeah. where our boy, our Twitter is a cesspool of grossness. And every <laughs> once in a while, that cesspool pulls you in. and you Twitter's a lonely things, hearts club. And you see some t- Twitter get nasty. It get freaky. They got every type of OnlyFans and all kind of shit. And you start clicking and then you did. And then <laughs> you, you start caught up. <laughs> you got caught up. There's been times I got caught up clicking on some shit. Now I shouldn't be clicking on. <laughs> I believe and then, it. <laughs> and then my friends is like, yo, bro, what the hell's your problem? And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what's going on. I fucked up. My bad. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm the one that did it. <laughs> I did this. Me fucking around, Mister Clickmaster Flex. I'm out here bugging, so I yeah, I should chill. My fault. I was wilding. <laughs> you know, there was a lot going on. People had my phone, my taste, things was going on. I'm bugging. My bad. Be humble in it. The, like humans, we all the same shit to the most right. part. Or I'm, you could I say I got hacked. You know. I don't know, bro. I feel like we are overcomplicating life when it don't got to be this complicated. Humans ain't nothing but fucking stupid ass mammals with tax accounts. We we just you're a bear with a bank account. That get you're you're not that far removed. The only reason we have all of this going on, what we're doing right now, is only happening because of electricity. The day they plug that bitch out, we are back in the woods being what we is yeah we ain't that far removed bro you realize the same shit you are you the everything you have whatever decade you was born in you would have that same equipment dude i'm so lucky that it's fucking crazy whether you was born in the 1400s or you was born now your liver is still located where the liver's located yeah, that's true. there's no change. So it's like let's let's stop faking. Remember, you are a human being. You fucking mammal. You fart. You eat too much. You start farting. That's dumb as shit. Farting is so dumb. It's so dumb. Farting is the dumbest thing ever. If farting wasn't gas dumb, it wouldn't have your a body. Sound. That's just dumb that gas can happen within your body and be like, yo, bro, I got to leave. <laughs> and then you just start flip, 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 flip. That's stupid. Stop you know, I had gas. Bro. I had gas hurting my shoulder blade the other gas day. Gas was beating up your shoulder. You see how that's a stupid ass sentence? <laughs> that's so dumb. As human beings. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. 
there's people out there that will have gas to the point they can't play basketball tonight. No, it was like a literal term. It's called a hook. When you have a, like hook. a gas bubble, you have a gas Come bubble. Come on, under son. Your, and I was like, how do I have a hook? And I had to do a really big burp and a fart. Look and at that. Done. That's, that's <laughs> dumb. So funny, though. And then look at that. You still got to go pay your tax. You got to still put on your, I pay my taxes and I'm a huff, huff, huff. Meanwhile, you out here with a fart sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> I had a fart in my and a burp. Like, come a on, bro. My shoulder. Come on, people got to well, stop. Well, a burp and a fart. It was in that. Everybody way. need to relax. Fucking chill. Everyone needs to relax. Chill out. B. And fart and burp. And even even when it comes to luxury food. items, people need to educate themselves on where these luxury items come from. From the from the earth we come, so shall we return. Everything, man. That beautiful diamond you ready to kill somebody over. Some fucking maggot was crawling on it before. Yeah. Stop it. Slow down. It's not that crazy. You got some beautiful calf leather Italian shoes. Now you want to fight somebody in the club because they stepped on it. You know what calf leather shoes is? Leather from a calf, nigga. Somebody skinned the animal. Killed that motherfucker and then skinned them and painted them. And now you want to act like you should murder somebody for this. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Sit down, man. You're going to die one day. If everybody had an Andre D. Thompson in their heads, we would not have any form of colonialism. <laughs> And it's like, you don't need those spices. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. <laughs> Eat a potato. Relax. Dumb a fart, you dumb. I'm not going to say the N-word. <laughs> but, but believe me, there's a hundred N-words in this impression. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Eat your potato. <laughs> you Anglo mother. <laughs> Say a stupid ass over there. <laughs> no turmeric for you, jackass. <laughs> Uncle uh, Gray. Hell yeah. Motherfucking that's right. That's good. All right. Well, right. I, I mean, damn, I think we got an episode. This was. I think we did it. This was on a whim because right? I saw some. Well, yeah, this this whole episode was on, on a whim. Oh, a good one, a good one. It was a good day. It was a good whim, you know, because I saw some like bullet. We both saw some, and and Dre had an interaction. Some fun activities, some fuckery. People. Yeah, just some fuckery on Twitter. That's all I'm and say. I was I like, I gotta talk to Dre about this. Fun so, times with good people. That's <laughs> what I had. Episode. I had fun times with good people. This whole day was me having fun times. Yeah. I mean, and just, you know, there's a whole... Bro, I don't got no beef with nobody. I've been hitting the face with a Hennessy bottle before. I know what it feel like to get it on. I don't yeah. got no beef Did with nobody. Break? That's why I got through nine Did years the Hennessy bottle break? No. That's because you're sturdy, right? Oh, I've, right? I've gotten through nine <laughs> years of comedy without ever getting into an altercation. Why? Because I know what real altercations feel like. Y'all not going to do that. That's not this type of industry. Rappers do that shit. Rappers really get it on. If I really wanted to continue getting it on, I would have had some bars. I like jokes. Getting punched don't feel good. No. You know, so I don't got no beef with nobody. I had 
fun times with good people. Yeah, I don't I mean, got no there, enemies. There's no need. There's no need for any beef. I don't got no enemies. I had you fun times. With realized you. the fight. How they say it, bro? Salute. Salute. Yeah, the fight is not with you. The fight is bigger than you. So why fight each other? Right? You're fighting with yourself. Yeah. You're fighting with your stomach. Shout out to AA Rashid. That's another good rapper. Good brother do all kind of ill shit, but alcoholics. I was thinking, I was thinking of a bar. That's why it made me pop into my mind. Pop into my mind. What's the bar? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, the art you um you fighting with your stomach. It's 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 it's, it's along the lines of is uh is related to the sentiment that it's you versus you. You versus yourself, all of that. That's like all these cliches is facts. It's not cliches. You saying it's cliches because you don't want it to be true. You yeah. don't want to have to respond to it. You don't have to live up to that shit. It ain't no goddamn cliche, nigga. That shit real. It's you versus you. You and the man in the mirror. You and the woman in the mirror. You and the they in the mirror. I don't know how the fuck you want to identify. It's you and all of you versus yourself. Stop acting like you got beef with people. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yo, do you want to plug something to like the 10 people here? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, all of my stuff is Andre D. Thompson. You Google that, you find me between spots by Andre D. Thompson. You Google that, you find me, you know, hit the search bar on whatever you be searching. And type Andre D. Thompson. I ain't got shit on you point, but you know, search, see if you find something cool, send it. I don't know, nigga. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs>